Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to Final Third Podcast. Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Isaiah, and we got a returner with us. Uh, this is your second or third show. Third, third, third yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike Bother. Um, we we had to have him show up today because Rob, sadly, Can't is being today. deprived of cigars of by the, his wife, his evil wife. She is. <laughs> well, it wasn't a doctor on this one though, but that's fine. So yeah, yeah, I had to have a tooth removed emergency last night, so. Yeah. I am going to probably break the rules and have a little bit of whiskey, but I'm not going to do the I mean, uh, it's just thing. sanitizing. I think so, too. That's all. We'll rinse out the socket with a little whiskey. <laughs> Jen's going to listen to this and be like, that's not the way that works, you guys. <laughs> I'm sure whiskey cleans everything. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I, mean, yeah. uh, I think so. Just got to make sure. There are certain it's... whiskeys out there I would dump down the toilet to clean the toilets, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Jeff the Creed. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not uh, I'm not sure that the ones I would typically pour out would do it well. Like, Basil Hayden, I'm not sure it'd do much cleaning for yeah, me. Yeah, and Amber Ron, i probably just put oil oh, in the toilet. Oh, it'd probably make the toilet <laughs> sticky, man. It stink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Amber Rana and crap in the toilet. Yeah, oh, dude. God. <laughs> Hey, Horrible. come check out my cinnamon-flavored toilet. <laughs> <laughs> What's that scent in here? Okay. Well, uh, today we're smoking the Olmec Maduro. And, Rob, what, what's yeah, that so look it's, like? Yeah, so it's got a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. Uh, medium full strength. Uh, we had the Claro in here for about a month. And these came back in stock, so I got some of these, and these things are fantastic. I'm excited for you guys. Oh, I believe you it. I don't think before, I've had you, the Olmec Maduro. You guys I think I've love just them. had yeah, the Claro. Um, and today we're drinking the Balconis uh, Texas Single Malt Whiskey. Rob and I, uh, a couple shows ago, tried the peated version of this, yes. and it's fantastic. So I'm intrigued to try the unpeated version. Yeah, and um, Alan Hill's one of the one one of the guys that really this has is, turned us. Uh, 106 proof. 106, yeah. So Alan Hill's the guy that really turned us on to a lot of the different um, versions of Balconis, some of the releases that they have. And um, Lisa, she's my wife, Lisa, if you don't know her. She, um, she's Which falling in love with Balconis. I mean, she this is one of her favorite whiskeys on the bar right now. Um, but they're, but she loves all almost all the Balconis, except for maybe the peated version. She lies about that one. Yeah. I don't think so. She doesn't like smoky stuff. No, she doesn't. Not in the, it's not all right. The There's more for us. So I just went ahead mm. and uh, did a V cut on the Olmec. Um, super crisp, clean cut. It, this is a box press. Uh, box yeah. press Robusto. Robusto. Yeah. 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 Um, super fantastic. I love a cigar with a great presentation. No cellophane. Like it. It's just well done. I it can't, is. No, I, I can't be really mad if see. I had cellophane on. I it. would. I mean, from a shop's per- perspective, but yeah. in the box without cellophane, it is a well. It's a perfectly crafted. Not only that, uh, but they do a great job in this experience. box because this box has two. Oh, shelves. it's got a tray. So you got two trays with six cigars each. They have the the felt lined on the inside, plus they have the ribbon to pull out the two cigars. So they are protecting them as well as you could possibly protect them without cellophane. Yeah. And it's a beautiful presentation it too. Is. So, and um, a cool little box. You can use it as a jewelry box later if you want to. Or you something. could. Um, just smelling the cigar. It does mm. the barnyard? It does thing. the barnyard thing? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good cold. And draw. you said this is Mexican San Andreas. Yeah. Over Nicaraguan binder filler, so it's undisclosed underneath. It's like chocolate covered raisins for me. A There's little a, of- a little bit of like almost. I, I say vegetal, not in a bad way, but it almost reminds me of like the non-spicy flavors of a jalapeno that are also okay. In there. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, that and I, I definitely definitely got that manure barnyard thing oh, yeah, going yeah, right yeah. from the beginning. So, which I know a lot of people are put off by that, but that's actually a really really good thing. Oh, in the cigar. it's great. Yeah, I mean, it sounds funny when we'll tell you about it on here, and, but oh, yeah. then you then you uh, realize what a good Maduro is going to be like, and yep. Well, a lot of that just means it's been aging well. The tobacco's aged well before it rolled, and just 
And if you look at this cigar, it's this is made by Foundation, if we didn't say that before. Um, it's definitely leaning towards the side of like the tabernacle um, on the quality of the construction, the look of the cigar. You know, if you know tabernacle, you also or foundation, you also know that on their darker, richer cigars, a lot of times the caps do kind of that padrone thing where uh -huh. they're not quite yep. the most pretty thing in the world. Don't let that fool you. It's the it, they're, they're tasty. They're super good. I know you guys are going to dig it. Yeah, that's. Uh one of my favorites still is the Tabernacle. Yeah, it's a fantastic cigar. Uh, did you ever put the Lanceros out on the shelf? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they're fantastic. They're just too expensive right now without what we have to pay for them. They are, but it's a great experience. It's a great, it's a great, great cigar. Experience. Yep. This cigar on the palate, it has a lot of the roasty nut notes in there. There's a really dry, dark chocolate in there. And on the, uh, on the retro hill, there's quite a bit of black pepper for me. I was going to say dark uh, chocolate. Yeah. A lot of dark chocolate. Yeah. And not, not a super spicy cigar. It is really nice to, uh, to see some Mexican San Andreas come in. Because most of this stuff has been uh, Sumatra recently. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, Rob's just over there carrying on a full conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Rob. Oh, whatever. Whatever. So this cigar came out last year, didn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think so both of the Olmecs came out. I, last I, year. I think that's right. It is interesting to see them being able to put out a consistent Mexican San Andreas um, instead of like a Sumatra. You know, <laughs> everybody's doing that. My only thing is, I don't like when I first ordered the the found or this cigar. I ordered the Claro first. That's all they had in stock. So I'm hoping this is not another one of those San Andreas that's going to be sell them out, and then six months later you get them again. Yeah. So I hope that's not the case, but I guess we'll find out in the reorder. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, what's the whiskey doing for you, Rob? Tell you what, I mean, I, I, I know this is a Texas whiskey, but it does some of the Tennessee things for me. Yeah. Um, it's got a similar it kind has, of mouthfeel of the banana, but well, not the taste and of it, the banana. Uh, it has a lot of that, like, sharp char note in there that, mm -hmm. that I would find in, in Tennessee. And yeah. Tennessee, specifically speaking to Jack. Jack, yeah, yeah. Not Dickel. Right, yes, absolutely. Um, smell, a lot of, smell a lot of fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a red fruit, almost a buttered red fruit or something. Oh, my gosh. It's like uh, it finishes with, like, apricot on the palate oh yeah i can see that kind of sweet a little bit yeah mm, very oh fruity. that's really cool um and this is and just the regular release yeah no, it's is it is somewhere in between a scotch and a bourbon it leans towards a lot of those fruitier floral yeah. notes but it's heavy and thick like a bourbon um i can't remember having stone fruit but is this what you're getting kind of almost a stone fruit kind of yeah. thing going okay okay yeah. It's been a long time since I've had anything, any stone fruit, so. Yeah, I, can't, I can't tell you last time I ever had stone fruit. It's just right on the back of the palate. That's kind of what it finishes yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Going back to the cigar. Huh. So it almost brought out like a, a toasted bread note for me in the cigar hmm. going, going back to it. I'd like to see that, but I can't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I'm still getting a lot of, little bit of cinnamon, a lot of like dark chocolate. Oh, it's there. That's for sure. Man, you know what that almost reminds me of is like a slice of toasted bread with Nutella on it. I can there see that. Go. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. We also, this week, got um, some bottles of the Larceny Barrel Proof, the, okay. the B523. How's that? Um, you know I'm not a huge weeder guy, but actually I, I thought it not. tasted pretty good. Well, cool. Um, I almost thought about putting it on here, but wheat's wheat. So I, thought, wheat is well, wheat. I don't know if wheat would go as well with that cigar or not. But I, I do 
find but that typically nice weeded bourbons are just about sweet and like gentle enough yeah. to go with about any cigar. Yeah. That one is very, and it's actually yeah. very sweet, and it's still sitting at 124 yeah. proof. I think it is. Oh yeah, so, wow. good stuff. It's high enough. It is. Good. It'll it'll pair well with the with a nice yeah. dark cigar. So Rob, you've uh, shown around some of those French lick picks. Oh yeah. We got about what is, much of each bottle. <laughs> what has been uh, the consensus on them? Everybody's absolutely in love with them. Yeah. Um, you know, the, if you don't know what we're talking about, which you probably should by now. Yeah. Apple the, brandies. La- the last episode. Yeah. The <laughs> apple brandies at Hazmat. Um, one is finished in a bourbon barrel. Or not finished, but it was rested in a, in a bourbon barrel. One was rested in a X rye finished in port barrel. Yeah. And, um, so far, the consensus has been pretty balanced. Both of them are fantastic, but yeah. a lot of people tend to lean towards the um, the rye port better. Oh, just wow. because I think it's deeper and richer on the it nose. It is. I think yeah. that was my favorite. It's probably more unique too, where you know it's not. The other one would, if you wouldn't know better, you just think it's bourbon. Yeah. Um, with that one, you have to really think about it with the, that port. It almost brings that cabernet kind of dry yeah, red wine to it. Um, but both of them still retain the apple, mm-hmm. and so far, not anyone has said, oh, I don't like either one of those. They love both of them. Yeah, so it's, it's the hard other, to pick between the two. The other thing I heard was uh, some people throwing them on ice and stuff like that. And, yes. And them holding up that. extremely well. Oh, very well. We actually did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, I think, was the one. Will and I did that. And um, it was amazing, especially on the port, the port rye one. Okay. How much, you know, because obviously if you put a – Put a, a cube of ice on it, and it's still holding up to 120 proof. That's a good day. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, exactly what it did. It chilled it up. It brought out more flavor, but it held the held the heat because it started at 147. Yeah. So, no. What to try that? Cool. I know Jen will appreciate that because she always wants a cube. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But that's know, the nice thing about getting high proofers. Right. You can still throw a cube in it, and there's there's enough proof and enough body there where it still retains the mouth feel. Sure. It. It's not going to feel like you watered it down to 90 proof. Like right. It's not going that far. No. no. <laughs> Have you guys tried it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I thought you did. Yeah, I like the right one. Yeah. It was so hard to pick between the oh, two, but I mean. I'm with you, too, because I think the, I think I was leaning towards the other way. I was leaning towards I, the I like the barrel. Lee W um, one. I think it's just because of the flavor. The other one's yeah. probably way more complex, but I definitely was leaning towards that one. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be getting those here in the next I don't know, two, three weeks maybe? Yeah, totally. I, I hate saying that because I was saying that about Elijah Craig, and it's been backed up a little bit I was too, just going to so. say, what's the update on? The last time I talked no to him a couple weeks ago was yeah. we got the labels going, or we're getting ready to get the labels going. It's bottled, so uh, just a few more weeks. I'm like, oh, a few more weeks. Okay, so it's it might be of the end course. of the month. It might be September. I don't know at this point. The other bottle I saw you got for the bar was the Dalmore Cigar Mall. Oh, my god! So what's the story on that? I didn't know much about it, but yeah. I had a Dalmore. Well, you know, Tara, she comes in here, and um, I don't know if it was her or her brother said something about the Cigar Mall. I mean, no, I haven't tried it, and I found it on the site and got it. And it's um, it's doing a lot of the, the Joseph Magnus things in a scotch. Ooh. Okay. So I don't know what so the whole it's story finished? is behind it. Let me grab it real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grab it. Be- I had never, I had heard of it before, but I've never really sought this bottle out or I, even, yeah. even looked for it. I but, think it uh, might have been Tara that was talking about it because we went over to I her place it. not too oh, long ago. And- yeah. So this one says absolutely nothing about it. Wow. It's amazing. You can recycle the bottle for Distilled five cents in Hawaii. Distilled, aged, and produced in <laughs> Scotland. Yeah. Um, it does not. It just says Cigar Malt Reserve. Huh. Highland hmm. Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. So Interesting. they're not being very clear about it, but no. it's super tasty. Um, it's not cheap. It's an expensive pour, but it's definitely really, really good. Yeah. I mean. No, by, by expensive, I mean here it's still only like 36 bucks for a two-ounce pour. Yeah. But. That is expensive, though, for an 88 proofer. It is. It is. (laughs) And it definitely holds up to it. Oh, I believe it. So good stuff there. The Balcones is much more affordable. It's what? Much more affordable. Yes, it is. It's like 15 a right? Oh, yeah. It's maybe, if that. It may be lower than that. I'm not sure. So I think the first order of business that I would like to talk about today is uh, Starlight's 
cigar batch event that happened yesterday. Their wild release. Yeah. So historically, these events have sold out quick. Now, now, granted, um, they basically took like a six-month hiatus from doing these legitimate events. They'd still do cigar batch releases, but they, like, at their original cigar batch events they would have a couple lounges show up they'd have brands oliva was always there there was always a davidoff guy there handing out free cigars you had the opportunity to buy a bunch of different finishes you were allocated at least one bottle of the cigar batches so those events i remember like the first three sold out like and by sold out they're not selling tickets. They're right. just trying to make sure that they can control who's on sure. the property and uh, control the craziness. Those events would be closed within 40 minutes. Yeah. This last Cigar Batch event. Still open, isn't it? No, it like just happened. Weeks. It just yeah, happened. It yesterday. Just happened. Oh, okay. But it was open for over a week. Yesterday was the event. People stood in line for it. And by people stood in line, I mean like 10 people stood in line <laughs> to get a bottle that they were already allocated. And then to also have the opportunity to get the Amberana rum finish. Mm. You know, it, that's another thing that yeah. I like. I, if you've been listening to the show, at least for the past couple months, you, will, you have heard about Kashaza. Kishasa is a rum. It is in the rum family. And that's that's where the Amberana barrels come from. So it's a rename. It kind of is. It's, it's just a rename. It's like, just a rename. Yeah. yeah. Backwards marketing is. It's it's really odd. I think they're just trying to breathe some new life into it. So the Amberana rum finish sold out. They had a cigar bourbon and a cigar rye that are still available today in oh, the geez. gift shop. That's rough. But you, you got to think about this. These bottles went from like $75, $80 originally to now I think they're around 100 a piece in the gift shop. And the hard part about it is, is you can go to Benny's and find them on the shelf all day long for 80 Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. What do you do with that, man? Yeah. It's just like they don't have a pulse on what the whiskey world actually wants right now. Hello, oh. Starlight. Turn your ears on. I it, will, it was a fad. <laughs> I will say one thing. Starlight was probably one of the first, not the first, but one of the first that was really pushing the Amberana um, releases I, I that th I saw. I think that they were the first. Okay. It would not surprise now, me if Starlight if were, was the first. My thought is they rode that pony. Move on to something else now and, and, and make that special because everybody and their freaking stepsisters out there putting out another Amberana or they're putting out their first Amberana because yeah. it worked. It's like, move on. Do something new. Do something yeah. different. Yeah. It's crazy to stop me. doing it, period, would be great. Well, they have literally beaten this dead horse until it's turned into pulp on the yeah. ground. The vultures are surrounding <laughs> it, just waiting for them you know, to leave. Like, that's a good question, too, because I know you've talked about this You know, down in Brazil. I mean, this is a, this is a, a rare tree. This is something that they're, it's got protection on. It does. And you know, with the whiskey world going so nuts over getting these barrels, is this going to cause some kind of a world uproar at some point saying... We're going to go after people using this wood now. They will. Uh, seriously. Like, because everybody's putting something out with Amberana. But seriously, they are tearing down the Amazon rainforest to build these barrels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your, your yeah, cigar badge whiskey is killing the homes of many animals and actually the industry of many villages. Yeah. You know how many remote remote villages there are it's just not it's not worth it no it's just not we can't even keep up with oak production in the u.s right now for whiskey barrels and you think the amazon rainforest in brazil is good, like yeah. hello it's, oh and by the way it also makes trash whiskey so stop doing it <laughs> yeah like, God. i mean it, i agree it would be Ooh. something if like starlight 
were to on that release copy the Penelope Rio. Penelope yeah. was smart when they did it that they didn't mm. just release an Amarana finish. They released an Amberana and a Honey finish put together. And you know what? I'd be willing to try it. Yeah. Maybe to cut down some of those Amberana notes that I hate. But that's- I think that's why Starlight called it Amberana Rum Finish on that new label that they put out. I think Less it controversy. Was- I think it was their way of trying to trick the whiskey world into thinking that they double finished it. No, it's the same barrel. But everyone will crack those bottles open and be like, man, I can really taste the rum in here. I'll bet this was an ex-Weller barrel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting a lot of notes in this. A lot of Weller notes. A lot of Oh, yeah. This is... Man, this uh, is that sugar cane I'm getting. <laughs> this uh, this Starlight whiskey really on the nose. It smells like Weller Full Proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm poking fun right now. It no. uh, I'm but not it gonna call true. it, it out, is true. but they deserve it. You know, you know, you know, you know. That's right. Yeah, but well, it, I'm not. Oh, go ahead. The, Starlight needs to do more than just their finishes. I think that they have the ability to do what Barrel is doing, where they're blending finishes and they're creating creating shelf staples that way. Mm -hmm. That would be a good thing to do for them. But I'm not sure if they see that in their business model. Yeah, I I can't imagine that. Well, I don't know. They keep trying to do all this stuff. And we talked about this before with all the finishes that they're doing just flooding the market and yeah. now they're flooding an already flooded market with something they've already flooded before yeah so i mean the same thing like it's it's reverse marketing to get buzz around a product that they've already sold in a different bottle like it's yeah i mean you're right it's just it's disappointing i, don't, I can't figure out who has a marketing degree at starlight i don't think or who they do. Uh, yeah or like who is on a whiskey page, you know, like join a Facebook whiskey group and you will be able to at least have a little bit of a pulse of what's going on. Market yeah. research is needed. Well, I mean, it just seems like some well, brain a, dead. The only one that's probably involved going on with there. a lot of those groups is, is Jerdy. But, but he's not. Well, he used to be. A lot more than he is now. Yeah. But he's also not in charge of that. He's in charge of what, the barrel program now? So he's not really in charge of the marketing stuff. Yeah, I mean, so like, Dirty gets paid by selling barrels. Yeah. That's his job it's is his to job. sell barrels. Yeah. It's not it's not to further Starlight in any way. It's to push barrels through their single barrel program. Yeah. It would be interesting to see if there's anybody doing if there is anybody with a marketing degree in that family. I just cuz it doesn't seem like it. No. Well, and we talked about it on the last episode. Just them pushing out the same age statement product. Yeah. And over so and much of it over. that, I mean, they they should have six, seven-year product right now. I just they don't think should. the prices can keep increasing like, like they no. are. Not like on a four-and-a-half, five-year product. They either need to level out with the price on the regular release things so they can jack up the price yeah. on this special Rum barrel finishes or, <laughs> you know, just level out everything. I mean, it, the last time I went there, too, uh, we picked up one of the VDNs, and it was over 85. Yeah. I think, and, like, it's the insane. first time I ever bought that, it was 65. 65, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and that was, how long has that been out? God, I don't remember when a I got the first half, one. Yeah, so it was ago? almost two years yeah. ago. In two years, it went up 20 bucks. Same well, thing, same age statement. And we talked is, about that, you know, a couple of years ago when I first went down there. Everything was $64.99 on the releases. Everything. And we saw the next one coming out, it said $74.99. That, when we looked at each other and goes, here we go. Yeah, the maple barrel here we was. Go. They're going to uh, start going crazy. The maple finish was 95 the honey that, one, it, when, Then the when, honey jumped up to 79 When the finishes were were 65 or $64.99, whatever they were, 65 bucks. That was a hard number for me to reach on a four and a half year product. Right. Four, four and a half year product. But when you got it, you still enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And but the uh, the straights were at that fifty dollar mark. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the regular single barrels. Yeah. And that felt great. Like their straight rise at fifty dollars are killer. Yeah. 
Like, I, I bought so many of those. I, I drank them all the time. But now they just keep creeping up. And Well, and that's a good thing to maybe, maybe talk about here. This might be a good topic. Um, with all the new cigar or whiskey nerds coming in and, and getting involved and, and hunting and all that shit, coming into this world now, you know, we've talked about how there should be categories for finishing and different things like that. Yeah. I wonder if we're not getting to a point where we're real. These distillers are really screwing up the industry by putting out almost everything finished to where these new people come in and they can't even appreciate a straight bourbon anymore or a straight rye. All they want is something with flavor. It's like almost you almost want, you know, fireball you want flavored and, whiskey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fireball and screwball. You know, it's like. <laughs> You know what? What do you want? And it's this like, tastes I, like corn. I feel like that when you see a lot of people that come into those pages that talk about them, they're only talking about the Rio and stuff like that. It's like, do they not even understand what good whiskey is in general? And uh, we might be getting to that world now. I already. think that's an interesting thing to think about for sure. The other thing is, is there are no heritage brands with heritage mindset anymore. All of the big heritage brands, all your big six in Kentucky, are ran by marketing firms. True. That's true. So they're they're saying, here's what people are enjoying. And hey, maybe you do have product that's sitting back and aging longer because you're putting out this finished thing. But a lot of times, they're just blurring the lines so much and blurring what can actually be a be a bourbon one a lot of the labels that have come out recently are illegal yes. like i just don't know how to tell you otherwise there are a lot of there labels. are a lot of illegal labels yeah. and honestly the ttb's letting them through so that's on them that makes me think they're just overwhelmed with labels coming in they are yeah they are man they've got great lawyers uh, but on top of that all of these all of these heritage distilleries are saying we don't need to put out our high age product we can just put out on it. put out a seven year product that's finished. Yeah, but could you imagine what would happen with the whiskey world if they came out with a George T. Honey this year? <laughs> could you imagine? They would go freaking nuts. People would go crazy. It's five thousand dollars on secondary yeah. day one. <laughs> yeah, but stag barana. As, oh my god as much as as much as you want you to ruined it <laughs> as much as you want to say like oh yeah people are finishing well yeah they can finish all they want to but mm -hmm. they can put whatever whiskey they want to in there yeah and honestly when you finish something it covers up a lot of sins it does so most of the time and if the distillery is smart they are pumping these barrels full of stuff that they wouldn't use otherwise, that wouldn't be able to be sold as right. single barrels, that wouldn't yeah. be in special releases. And they're saying, this is a way that we're going to be able to charge a high price for it. Yeah. But I don't think people are going to have a palate. The new people in whiskey, my, my hopeless like romantic thought would be that eventually they'll get tired of it. And they'll taste something like a Heaven Hill 17. Or like a stag junior and say, oh. I get it. This is what high age Maybe we need to wait. Yeah, <laughs> may, maybe we should. But I don't think that that's going to be something that happens. I, oh, yeah. I think so many people are getting into the whiskey category coming from cocktails and stuff like that. And the finished whiskey category, you can still get high proof stuff. Yeah. You know what? If you want a super sweet whiskey, you go for it. But you're not going to find that refined oak, that old oak character yeah. in it. And that's so talking about marketing, too. I, I do some work for uh, Brown Foreman, uh, some broadcast stuff. And we do their, you know, annual meetings, whatever they are. And uh, the most recent one was talking about their brand marketing with their cocktails, with the Jack and Coke stuff. And like, yeah. they're really leaning hard into that. And they're not leaning as hard into doing other things like the single barrel cast stuff. Huh. So like it, it just seems, it seems. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's the generational stuff with it the younger be. generation coming up. Like they want to go more towards like the mixed cocktails. Like like well, with it the finishing. Like, like two years ago, when the canned cocktails really started hitting. Well, it was a little bit a little before that, but two years ago you start seeing them a lot. Mm -hmm. um, 
even these small distilleries were putting out canned cocktails and they were just not very good. Yeah. It's like I don't I don't even care if they're good. If you make that cocktail with the actual fresh ingredients on the bar, even just watching you the process, yeah. they taste better. And they do taste better. Um, I just don't understand Buffalo Trace has what, three of them now? They've got the old fashioned, they've got a julep one. Old yeah. Forster, same thing. Yeah. yeah. They're all too syrupy. I mean they it, are. it's they're going for the sweet mass. Well, I mean yeah, and that, the yeah. thing is is in those you have to put preservatives in there. Otherwise oh, yeah. they will they're last. not yeah. shelf stable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But defying all of the odds as far as the big six goes is always maker's mark. Always. Maker's Mark will do their wood finishing series, which they've actually discontinued for this year. Yeah. But I got an email from them earlier this week, and uh, and the title on it is Something Old is Something New. So they haven't released what bottle it's going to be Thanks, this buddy. year. But what it, but wouldn't surprise me is if we get a 12-year or 15-year-old Maker's Mark with an age yeah. statement on it. Yeah, <laughs> which, I mean, historically, it's been a six to seven year product. That, and that your something old, something new reminded me of. It was a, a beer. I'm not gonna drop the name, you but can. we're gonna talk some crap. You they can. uh, they, they're who is it, Mike? Their marketing brand was it was either New Belgium. Uh, they had. I don't even remember what beer it was now. They have a commercial that they just released, and their slogan was, we listen to you, finally. <laughs> wow. After 10 years. And that was like the ending of their commercial. Oh I guess gosh. like people were asking for a certain finish on their beer, and that was their tagline, was we listen to you, finally. Wow. So maybe that's the Starlight's marketing plan, is that <laughs> five years from now, they're going to come out with a tagline that says, we did it. Yeah, we finally listened finally. to the final third podcast. <laughs> but, but the, the thing it's is, the finally third. Yeah. The, the thing is with that even is if the whiskey bubble pops like Alan Bishop is predicting it to, yeah. Starlight's going to be a farm tourist experience. They're going to yeah. end up Again. sitting on a ton of barrels. Yeah. Yeah. And they just put it. tier he was talking They're about. in the mid tier. Yeah. And they just put in, they're putting in a new column still. Yeah. It's like. All of these things are going to work against them if they don't adapt now. Yeah. And I love Starlight. I do. And that's the only reason that I'll punk on them as much as... Yeah. Because there are other brands that I can punk on, but I don't care about them. Old 55. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's... They're just, I mean, that brand's outpriced themselves. I don't care who you are. They outpriced themselves. Yeah. They better be bangers every time for $300 a bottle. Right. Yeah. They, it literally better be Heaven Hill 17, Heaven Hill 20 year, not some four-year-old sweet corn bourbon and a crystal decanter. I'd put it up against Heaven Hill 20 every oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Heaven Hill 20, baby. Every yeah. time. Every time. Jeez. Oh. I'll put it up against mellow corn, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had just straight mellow corn. Really? No. We'll have to fix that. It looks like freaking vegetable oil. It's <laughs> <laughs> another one. That, can... <laughs> that Heaven Hill 20 isn't much darker. No, but it looks like whiskey. At least. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So as we get further down, the second third here, yeah. what are you getting? Um, uh, the... Dark chocolate, it's like it's a really dry dark chocolate for me. It's almost like high bitter. Yeah, but it, it doesn't do the bitter fruity thing. Like once you get to a certain point with dark chocolate, it, it's just like unsweet dark chocolate, like um, 96%. Yeah, because like 76, you're still in like the creamy dark. Mm-hmm. This is more 100%. Well, and then 96%. there's also, uh, I'd say almost like a really roasted hazelnut on the palate. And on the retrohale, I'm still thinking black pepper. Black pepper. It's it's not a it's not beach up red pepper or anything like that. It's just enough spice to keep you interested, but it keeps developing and the flavors keep getting more and more roasty and a, 
I'd say darker. Like I'd the flavors darker. just keep getting darker as it goes, and it's really nice. As I get more, you know, more air in the glass, and it's sat a little longer, I'm getting a lot of floral on the nose. Still fruit. You said apricot earlier. I'm starting mm-hmm. to get that now. Um, still really heavy on the floral notes, though. Yeah, I agree with that. I get a little bit of sweetness at the end, though. On yeah. The finish. Oh yeah. Yeah, it does not finish spicy or anything like that. It is a straight no, it's amazing. sweet finish. Okay. Now, what the finish reminds me of is the peach rings. Oh, the sugar peach rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I was thinking freeze-dried, uh, like, apricot. Yeah. Like, I, I, that, I mean, like, I see that, too. But it's it's kind of that uh, that flavor. It's good like a band. Yeah. It is a good band. It's but a good band. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. We saw this week, and Mickey Peg posted it, that yeah. uh, All Saints Cigars is teaming up with McAuliffe yes. to... Uh, Share the sales force. Yeah, share, share yeah. the sales force. So, Which what do you a, think about that? Honestly, McAuliffe it's a smart is move. A, is a heritage brand, or are they no, not? No, no, no. Okay, no. I mean, they're they're McAuliffe's, in a lot of heritage shops, though. They are. I think it's mostly just because of the look, but I mean, they've not been in the industry that long. I mean, um, they're and also Rob, give us your top five favorite McAuliffe cigars. I can name three. <laughs> Uh, Modafina. No, I hate the Modafina. <laughs> God, I hate the Modafina. Um, no, I, I do like the Macau, the new McAuliffe Black. Okay. Um, they did. He brought me some the new rep, which actually is a super nice guy. Um, which I guess he'll be I'm doing gonna bring All some Saints in. now. I uh-huh. hope so. I hope it's that direction. That yeah. would be cool to see. <laughs> I did say a lot, didn't I? Um, no, but he, yeah, the Black, the the Medallia is a good cigar, good. and especially being a lower price, which yeah. all of these are actually a sub ten dollars too. That's awesome. And the uh, McAuliffe A, um, all three of those I think punch above their their price point. Yeah, and they're all good cigars. There are some of the higher end ones that they do that I don't get, but it's just not my profile. Uh, but I do like the, I do like this idea, and you're going to see this a lot more I think coming up where you got a couple of smaller brands come together and work together so that they can utilize the same sales force yeah. and it becomes basically your your sales force becomes almost a broker selling yeah. multiple brands well and that's good for them that's good for the brand and it helps the industry the problem is is when you have a uh crown heads luciano situation where this is some dirty stuff happens there's a big breakup yeah and then suddenly oz family cigars is is crown heads new partner which I, that Crown Heads is way better for for what happened. Oh yeah, they are. I'm so they glad were, they that were they're like that shit. they're done with uh, Luciano stuff. Because the Dreamer was good, the Fiat Lex was good. I still but, have never had one of the Dreamers that smoked well. I've smoked eight or ten of them. Yeah. Not one of them smoked well though. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had one. I've had one of the Luxes. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, Not missing anything. <laughs> Fiat Lux was okay. It was decent at times, but. It may, I mean, yeah. I'm also skewed because I love the I love the Crown Heads boys, and I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People screw with our boys. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to even deal with them. So. Oh, totally. Well, you know what McAuliffe does? That's like a good marketing thing, right? What's that? They do uh, the little like challenge coins. coins. Yeah. Yeah. So they do like membership coins. It's free to sign up. I mean, yeah. it, You just get put on their mailing lists, and but it's a cool thing to do for events. Yeah. It's like I think it gets people out. Like you get to take home a token. Yeah, you like become a you it's become a, legit a McAuliffe coin. ambassador. Yeah, yeah you're an yeah, ambassador I mean, coin. Maker's Mark has an ambassador yeah. program, and they'll they'll send you little gifts and stuff, and you can uh, uh, like cool, one Christmas cool they thing. sent me a freaking puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a kind of hard puzzle. Of course, I was also drinking while I was doing the puzzle. <laughs> part of it. They know. Yeah. They know. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really blurry bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Can't figure this out. But uh. No, I mean they they'll even put your name on a barrel and like you can check on yeah. when the barrel that's yours is yeah. hit, you know. Which is cool. Like and that's probably cool. two years from now my barrel will be coming up and 
Heck, yep. I might go down to Maker's Mark to see it be dumped. Yeah. You know, it's just a cool thing. It is very cool. They allow you to do that, too, especially at the large scale that they're doing. Yeah, but but really, those things are just buy-in for people. Yeah. Right. Um, everybody wants to feel like they have that they're appreciated in some way. Yeah. And uh, cigar brands are getting better about that. They are. I think Espinosa does it really well with, with the big Espinosa fans and the, the festival that they oh, do. Yeah. And, yeah. like, there's there are perks to buying a lot of Espinosa. There are, yeah. Past just making your home shop happy and smoking a good cigar. Well, and, and during COVID, um, I think McAuliffe was probably – the best at this of anybody they were engaging their customers during covid via zoom calls and via virtual herfs and constantly doing that when you're talking about the the vp and the sales managers a lot every time getting on with with people yeah just engaging people and it it brings brand loyalty in a time where you can't travel and create yeah. that and they were the only ones i saw doing that drew estate did it drew estate did it yeah. but they did it on a different kind of scale yeah um, I was on it a wasn't couple Jonathan of the calls. Drew that was out there hanging no. out with you. No, it was not. somebody else that decided to do it. That's working for them. That they're like, "Hey, go do something because you're not working right now." Which I uh, so on on one of the Drew State calls I was on, there was a sales manager, but then there was also somebody from the factory that was on the call, and I pissed them off <laughs> because I asked, just being the inquisitive person that I am, "Have you ever experimented?" with introducing different yeast strains to your tobacco during its fermentation. And you would have thought I just shot his cat or something. <laughs> like, it's, it, I mean, it's a, a valid question. question. Yeah. I, I feel, good I question. Like it's valid. Like, what do you say? He was, he was like, oh, we, we do things according to tradition. We'd never do that. Like, all this <laughs> stuff. And it's like, I'm sorry, but, like, what if you could get a – what if you could get better fermentation or even just a different flavor profile based off of the yeast that's that's naturally there, you know? I mean, your cigars are fermenting with all of the yeast and all the bacteria that's in the air. Mm-hmm. So what if you could control that? Yeah. And what if you could introduce specific things to the cigar and experiment with how it breaks down and the flavors that come out of it. People do it all the time in distillation. Yeah. Um, different yeast strains will pull different things out of brandies, out of bourbons. So True. Why not in tobacco? Probably because it would take way more money to build a room to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, sure if you're like a new that, brand and you want to be a, a kind of a science-forward cigar... Or you want to provide tobacco for people. Say, oh, yeah, we fermented this tobacco, and it has these <laughs> wild characteristics for you to bring to your farm and blend. You know? We'll put Dr. Scott on that one. He seems like yeah. he needs something to do other than he scrolling does. through Facebook posts about relative humidity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And cellophane. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that he uh, he found this week? about The, the cellophane. Pro, uh, no, the propane. Oh, the pro. Oh, with the... Uh, that it had one more or one less molecule than oh my god uh, than uh, the butane. No, so what was that? It yeah, was, propane and butane. Yeah, just one less one molecule less molecule. Okay, so uh, the guy on Facebook, <laughs> the guy on Facebook in a cigar page, he is telling somebody that they can fill their jet lighter with propane. Hmm. And his comment says, "Smaller vessel, same thing. Propane and butane have all the same molecules." Propane just has two more of them. That's why they're so comparable. If you push on the inlet, you're letting the gas vapors out and replacing that space with air, which will have micropollutants, therefore clogging up the burners. So he's saying, use use propane. Don't use butane. (laughs) Okay, first of all, have you ever smelled your gas grill going? Yeah. Did you like to breathe that in? Yeah. But second of all, this dude is on Facebook arguing molecules <laughs> with, with a, a chemical engineer, <laughs> a PhD chemical engineer. Oh, yeah. And his buddy that has a lot of experience in the field told him it was okay. He's done oh, it yeah. before. I'm oh, sure he sure has. That sure was the he, next comment. I'm sure he retrofitted his propane tank outside with a little <laughs> nozzle to go up Gosh. to his lighter. <laughs> He's got one of those like uh, turn the propane torches. tank upside down. 
shake it. Oh my god! I some people can't get out of their own way. I just can't imagine all, all of the relative humidity talk on on Facebook is crazy. If if we ever get to the point, I think it would be funny to do a Doctor Johnston segment where he's like, "This week's stupid Facebook comment." <laughs> That would be good. Yeah, it would it? be. It would be really good. Brought to you by my doctorate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, brought to you. Legitimately, uh, I think he's just so nerdy he can't hang on cigar Facebook because a lot of it's like just bros and dudes. Yeah, that just hurt. make shit up most of the time. Yeah, I mean, all the relative humidity talk that nobody understands. Like the guy yesterday. And honestly, that no one should really care that much about. Yeah, <laughs> but did you yeah, see serious. yesterday's conversation? No, what was that about? About the cellophane versus no cellophane. No, uh-uh. The no. guy was arguing with uh, Dr. Scott about unwrapping your cigars when you put them in your humidor, and he tested it with uh, saran wrap. Again, <laughs> <laughs> two totally different things. <laughs> and he saran wrapped a cigar, and it was like, yeah, this, this isn't going to work. So you got to take your cellophane off. Yeah, yeah, because saran wrap. Yeah. I think you should have tried the the cling film, you know, the yeah. Po- yeah. the opaque one, <laughs> and then and you then might throw well it in just... your freezer for six. Yeah. You know what? And uh, do do the sustainable option too. Go ahead and get the beeswax wraps. Well, just shrink wrap it yeah. with a dry pack from like a yeah, beef jerky, I mean, and then that's you're good. Yeah, there's throw some silica why, gel in there. There's the reason why it's called cellophane. Yeah. It's made with cellulose fiber. It breathes. No, saran wrap no, does it's not. the same thing as saran wrap, oh, Robert. It yeah. has it has two more molecules. That's two it. more molecules. <laughs> That's it. There's only two more. Gosh. It's pretty it, much the same. Okay, so you're talking about the difference between just straight plastic mm-hmm. uh, that probably has a portion of silicone in there to make it flexible to a vegetable byproduct. <laughs> yeah, a cellophane. I kind of wanted to. I would love to get on that conversation with that guy and say, you know what? I would love you to do an experiment with an entire box of Padron 1926s, wrap each one in, in saran wrap for six months in your humidor, keep the humidity around 75%, and let me know how it goes. <laughs> we'll see him waste 500 bucks in a heartbeat. You might as well just set a bowl of Gatorade at the bottom of your humidor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just- I mean, honestly, it would make sure... Flavored- Flavored there you go. Padron 26s. Yeah. Gatorade Zero I, it, Padrones. I, it, would, it would be great. I mean, you'd be able to get electrolytes from smoking your cigars. Exactly. It's what plants crave. It yeah. makes, it's even more healthy. <laughs> it's what plants crave. It's more healthy it's a leaf. for you. Yeah. You know what? And if if you're feeling real fancy, just go to a Jamba Juice. Get a get a freaking smoothie and uh, stick it in your humidor. Yeah. Shout out President Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> Camacho uh, Harris. Camacho Harris. Camacho. Shout out to Andy Yaffe. He's the uh, <laughs> he's Kentucky. the sales manager. Yeah, sales manager he's, for McAuliffe. He's awesome, dude. He's really nice. Switching yeah. gears again. Going back to McAuliffe. Oh, you're good. Yeah, yeah. He he's a super nice dude. He I met him in uh, Kentucky when I lived in Louisville. Um, he's a, he is a nice guy. They do great events. Him and Dan Thompson usually Dan do Tom, it together. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Both great guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get those three cigars in here, um, especially now that they're combining it's gonna be a lot easier to work with one person so that'll be nice i i can't believe that dude stuck saran wrap on his cigar heck (laughs) i just i wanted to keep him fresh yeah i think his i mean it was purely experimental so like i i can't dog on him too much no no no. i mean this is like it's experimental without actually having any basis right or what are you going for? What are you what are you doing? What's what's the yeah. what's the end goal here? I don't know why he was trying to I, I don't know what he was trying also, to prove. Have you smelled saran wrap? Oh yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to like I mean I mean I don't it, typically rub it on my food, but like Yeah. You know I don't want it touching what's going in my mouth. <laughs> I don't just lick saran wrap all the time. Why not? Yeah. You got a problem with that? I'm yeah. a cellophane licker. Oh, I got you. Yeah, gotcha. and windows. Love licking windows. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the whole conversation started because somebody was giving him shit about unwrapping the cellophane to put in your humidor. And this guy is a hard no cellophane in his humidor. So like that's how the whole conversation started was between if you unwrap or if you leave him that way. Okay, this is a really, really good point. Do it the way you want to do it. Yeah, and if you, someone does it different than you, shut the fuck up and let <laughs> what they want to do. 
Mind like, your business. There is no, Valid. there is no hard yeah. rule to this. Yeah. If you want them unwrapped, unwrap them. Maybe you're a little bit easier in your humidor than some people and grabbing through and grabbing a cigar. I like oh, cellophane in them because if I'm digging through, I don't want the wrappers rubbing and causing Dude, damage. I got a drawer that just has cigars thrown in it. Yeah. And if they weren't cellophane, you'd have half of them that weren't any smoke. Yeah. Smokable. Yeah. So straight up. Well, do I have, you want. I have some of the, some like OG Las Calaveras right now, and they're not in cellophane. And I just uh, like trying so hard to baby I've got those. A couple of mine's got, got big cracks in them right now, too. It's just. Like the older ones didn't come with cellophane on it, and that was cool when they came out. But now that they're sitting in my humidor in a drawer, yeah, like I will. If somebody gave me cellophane that would fit those cigars, I'd put it on them. Yeah, I would. You can buy cellophane cheap, yeah. I don't want to do it, okay. I'm not, I don't want to do that much. Well, Home work. Depot sells uh, just shrink wrap them. So you yeah. just go you got shrink wrap. wrap. Yeah, you, you got shrink yes, You know what? Right. I have dry aging bags. I'll go ahead and throw them in <laughs> there. Those. You go. Yeah. There you go. Might as well. Might as well. Might there as well. with a nice yeah. ribeye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a nice new food saver. Did you? Yeah. I have a, I have the Cabela's commercial one, which which is awesome. Like, hey. Benefits of working at Cabela's. It right? was. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> If you didn't know, Cabela's employees gets every Cabela branded product or any other brands for a forty-five percent discount. Nice. Yeah. So that's awesome. Of course, you don't make anything working there, but you can buy their stuff. Sell it Do, on secondary at cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to sell it on Facebook Marketplace to get yeah. your paycheck. That's how they get you. Oh, I guarantee a lot of people probably do that too. Yeah. Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah they do. Everybody. Everybody loved when I was when I worked there because it was during uh, early 2020 during the ammunition shortage. Well, when ammo came in, like <laughs> they told us, you have first dibs on whatever you want. Oh, so it's your fault? No, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> but I definitely took advantage of that because it was like I want to go hunting on my off days and I need ammunition, or I just want to throw stuff down the range. Yeah, because there's nothing else to do right now. We yeah. would go to academy. In yeah. 2020, they did. I mean, we limited two boxes a day, but every morning, I mean, it's like standing in line for Ambrano, <laughs> except more popular. Sorry. And, and tastes better. And tastes better. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes better. Uh, that's debatable. Mm. Just throwing some nine mil in your mouth. Gosh, that, that sounds that that sounds suicidal, <laughs> saying it like that. But I'm just saying. It's, I don't know if one. Yeah. It's not an experiment I want to try, but definitely neither one of them sound very good. You don't want to eat lead? No. Okay. No. Okay. Everyone likes their own, own thing, man. Like, yeah, if that's, I, know, that's, I know. I know. I know. Sometimes, Whatever. yeah. Sometimes you just have to. So how's that cigar once you get into the final third now? Oh, I'm not all the way into the not final third, third yet. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting, getting there. I'll tell you guys where. What did you have? You had something else to talk about today, didn't well, you? Well, um, and I mean, it's weird, but the... So we we just hit actually a really really good thing in legislation this week. The FDA um, got basically chastised again, and um, now and I'll, I'll read this because I can't remember exactly what it is. Basically, it says today's news should mean the end of warning labels, pre market review of cigars, and other limitations that have been impeding the ability for cigar makers to work freely. So basically, the FDA has been charging like fees for people to run their blends through the FDA and all this shit they've been trying to do, including um, trying to put these massive, and they do this in Canada and Europe and every yeah, place else do. where they literally the entire box is covered with warning labels to the point where some of these brands that have these beautiful boxes are now starting to double box their cigars yeah. so that the labels are on the outside box. So when the customer gets it, they take the label box off. But the, basically, the boxes just say that you're going to die from smoking this, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's just that kind well, of crap. And a lot of them show pictures of people that are that look Long like they're, they're cracked or, out. Oh, like, yeah. They, I have seen people die from smoking cigarettes. They do yeah. not look like that. They're just smoker skinny and probably yellow. Yep, yep. It's the same so, marketing team that So Starlight the good thing uses. about this is they, they've actually... Um, <laughs> They've been knocked down, knocked back on this now, and the FDA has won, or FDA has lost another one. Um, and from what it sounds like, the this judge has finally just said, you know, stop fighting this because it's a different animal than cigarettes and vape. 
Um, good. So Somebody should buy good. that. Buy that judge a pack, uh, a full box oh, I of Padron 1926s. I guarantee he got all the cigars in the world he'll ever want for the rest good, of his life. Good. <laughs> yeah, good for them. Just don't give him a cigar batch because then he's going to get pissed. Yeah, that's true because they're not right. But <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So that was exciting this week. I was, I was glad to see that. Um, something kind of cool. Actually, when this drops on Monday, that day, we have um, the um, – Glenn Loop from um, the PCA, he's the president of PCA. He's going to be here coming into the lounge. We're doing a meeting for all shop owners and stuff like that here. Oh, cool. oh nice. Um, just for people to come together and talk about legislation coming up and, and what our next steps are. Um, so that was kind of cool that they wanted to come to our place and, and do it here. So today we're closed, so it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have them in here. And I Private don't, dinner? No, we're not having dinner. Ribeyes? No, no, no food. <laughs> No, I'm gonna Man. bring out some some bottles for them to try. And hopefully, they bring their own cigars. Otherwise, I'm gonna sell them to them. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'll see what we can do. But yeah. oh, that was kind of cool that they that they wanted to come together. And I think there's some kind of a reception going on after that later on in the night. But oh, cool. Um, but yeah, just talking about Indiana legislation. So it's kind of cool. No, that's great. We're always everyone's fighting something. That's for sure. Everybody is fighting something. That's good. What did we? Uh, I think it was Dr. Johnson was trying to buy something online and saw big. I was just thinking about that. Uh, he was uh, pipe hike. tobacco. Pipe tobacco. Yeah. Because um, what you're going to start seeing, at least I think you're going to start seeing. I don't. I haven't even seen the laws yet, but they're starting to charge taxes shipping across state lines, um, which honestly they should have been doing a long time ago. Yeah. This is the fight that Amazon's been having for years. Uh-huh. Everyone's been having. Um, because if you buy from someone, say, in Pennsylvania or New Hampshire or Florida, there's no taxes on, on tobacco coming across our, our lines. That's cigars and, and um, pipe tobacco. Well, they've started charging some of those taxes now. And I know some people are going to be pissed about it, but it's like this is, this is not a bad thing for brick and mortar because now we're going to be able to compete with those people online. You can come into our place and buy them here, and we can still you know sell your product and you know, I think, and I get it. I get why people do it. Everyone does it, but it's it's one of those things where if you're if you're spending that much money online, why not just come down to your local brick and mortar, keep a small business in business, yeah, and be able to get them for about the same price. Well, I mean, it, it is good for the brick and mortars, and I think eventually you'll see some of the big warehouses like CI, like Thompson, like Atlantic, start to die off in popularity just because. Well, their prices aren't as good as they once were because, yeah. yeah, I'm having to pay my state tax in Indiana, in California. Like, Well, and that's the thing. I don't know if this has actually been fully pushed through yet. Um, the other thing you have going with some of those warehouses like that, especially those you named, they're, um, they get a lot of seconds. So yeah. they'll get ones that, you know, Rocky gets boxes and the box isn't quite right or the color coding or the coloring of the – tobacco in that box isn't right or something's wrong with it he'll send uh you know skids of them to them and they'll sell them do they smoke fine sure as long as they're humidified properly which they are they're not always um but you know but they're not ones that he wants to put on a in a brick and mortar to spotlight his brand yeah and that's the way anyone does so that's why you see a lot of those out there is they're not ones that they're willing to sell Specific, and that's why you'll see like um, like the Cornelius and Anthony that you loved, you know those come in a beautiful box and all this stuff else. Well, they were selling them in bundles yeah. lately. And it's mainly because they probably got all these bundles that were just ones they didn't want to put in a box, mm-hmm. and that's what they were selling because you know. And you'll be able, and that's the thing, you'll find some through CI or, or Thompson's or whatever that are bundle packs that that brand doesn't make that bundle pack. But so it might you're, be, you're getting them for a reason that way. It might be good to go that way, though. I mean, it, it may force these brands to focus more on brick and mortars, too. Yes. Rather, you know, like, you're not losing business. You're just shifting your focus. So, like, if you can put more focus in your brick and mortars, then yep. that's... I mean, it's the same thing with buying, you know, just, like, talking about Starlight, the price going up in the stores. Like, yeah. it, it's the same thing with buying a bottle in the gift shop than going to the liquor store. Because they, you know, it's cool to go there. You can get it, but... <laughs> They're pushing it out. Like I, 
I think it'll help logistically with a lot of things too. With yeah. with uh, some of the warehouses like shipping their their items. Yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna. I think it'll work itself out. Yeah. Unless you're just one of those guys that doesn't want to leave the house, then right, you're gonna be screwed. Well, yeah. and uh, for a while, back to this talking about Starlight. Starlight was the only place you could get a lot of these finishes. Until, now they've pushed out enough yeah. to where. Well, when you go to Starlight and you buy that finish, you almost feel like it's the Kentucky Distillery tax on there. Not, I don't think it's a legitimate tax. You're just paying more for that bottle at the distillery because you're at the distillery than you would at the liquor store across the street. Yeah. But, again, it does help brick and mortars that their prices are higher. Yeah. Um, you, when I was in Evanston, Illinois – Benny's had a shelf full of finishes that Starlight people rave about. And they were all severely underpriced what they would be in the gift shop. They just were. Yeah. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but that, that may help with pricing itself in, in general with, with some sticks too. Cause yeah. if, if you're not focused as much on your e-commerce sites and you're shipping everything to brick and mortars then you know, one, you may have more in-person events Two, yeah. it could lower the prices a little bit because you're not having to pay as much taxes on it. That's something I've been thinking a lot about this week too, because after the FDA announcement, you know, that is going to eliminate some, a lot of costs. They said there was, you know, what was like $120 million or something like that that's going to be saved through the, the industry because of those stupid fees that the FDA mm -hmm. was charging them. My big concern or question now is, are they going to pass it on to the consumer or are they just going to go ahead and continue to pocket themselves? Right. Which they might need to to catch back up. But there are, there are some, so much. some boutiques that haven't really pushed into the new pricing regimen mm. and i'm not sure that they will but i don't think you'll see big brands like true estate any of this any of the swisher brands any of the swedish brands like passing it on to the customer no they don't need to no but well, it, and they're also trying to catch up because during you know the the three or four years before covid and covid no one was increasing their prices even though obviously prices went up especially during that time, all the regulations going on. Yeah. Um, so they slowly increased that because of that. Um, but they're going to have to level it off at some point because we're coming out of that massive boom where I think we're going to plateau and level off a little bit more, yeah. which is not a bad thing. Uh -uh. Um, but um, it's just one of those things where, you know, there is, there is extra money to be made now. Are they going to pass that on or is that just going to be something where they can, and maybe they're going to use it to hire people to actually go sell their products. I mean, that's yeah. one of my biggest issues I have with 1502 is I love their brand. They don't have reps yeah. and they're not, not, they're not very many places because they don't have someone out there selling their product. And, um, I've had a couple of brokers say, Oh yeah, we represent 1502 too. I'm like, well, you didn't lead with that. When you came in the building, you just said it later on after you saw we had them on the shelf. I'm mm -hmm. like, that's not really selling for them. So it would take an offset though. Cause I mean, if you add more reps, then you're probably going to take away somebody's territory Yeah. and then you're going to have to split, which is going to reduce their commissions. And but back so then full you, circle you, back to the whole thing with McAuliffe and, and all saints yeah. again, you can now add another brand forces now you, exactly. And yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's good uh, to have competitors, which but. I could see like 1502 teaming up with a brand like Rojas. Like they seem to be very similar yeah output brands and yep very uh i don't know similar brands as far as function but if they were to team together and get a sales force they could they could take over every humidor they make amazing cigars yeah yep like the breakfast tacos are amazing short smokes that maduro is killer yeah but it's just one of those things yeah I wonder well, if this will give the opportunity for new brands to coming in. Hopefully. Like maybe it'll be a little more relaxed to where new brands can come to the market easier than what it would have been two years ago. Yeah, and honestly, the last two years it's been really hard, mainly because the bigger brands that were making cigars for them couldn't keep up with their own stuff, so they're not going right. to make it for somebody else. Sure. Yeah. Now that that's starting to slow down a little bit on just the massive amount going out to shops, I think – 
they'll be able to get back to making some more cigars. AJ will be back in the mix doing a lot. I mean, Aladino has already been supplying cigars to other people yeah. and, and tobacco. So you're going to have more and more of that going forward, I think. So with that, like some of the brands that require you to buy bulk to get certain items, I wonder if that would change some of that too. Like I wonder if it would allow them, well, I, I know it's probably just their standard, but I wonder if they would change the way that they operate no. with what you keep. They won't. No. It's really? all about their brand. Well, and a lot yep, of that's really a is. status thing. But I'm in the I'm in the final third, yeah. the final final third of the cigar, uh, finalthirdcigar.com. But uh, <laughs> but uh, right now for me it's like a, a chocolate graham cracker. Has oh, cool. Some of that bready quality, uh, some cinnamon, some chocolate in there. Um, I actually feel like the spice on the retrohales died down. Okay. It, it hasn't I, intensified. I think the me. black pepper kind of mellowed out a little bit, and I get more like uh, cinnamon red hot almost. I could see that. Yeah, I get a little bit more cinnamon. It's more pronounced towards the final third. So Yeah, well, it's, it's a really floral we cinnamon had, on the We had somebody hell. call into the shop, which if you are watching this, please let us know because um, I don't think I've got your number anymore. Um, but he had called into the shop and said he was listening to our podcast, and there, he wants to buy the cigar that was, what was the flavor notes on it? Cinnamon graham cracker or something like that. Uh, and I'm like, that's that could be a note in a lot of different cigars. Right. So if that is you, please at least let us know what cigar that was or yeah. what podcast and, and call back in or comment on one of our posts or yeah, something. Totally. Because um, if you're looking for some of those and you're not, you don't live around here, we can get them to you. But it's kind of funny how people pick up on certain notes, and we love that. We want to try it. So that's the reason why we say these notes is because, you know, if you're a cinnamon guy or if you hate cinnamon and that cigar has it or doesn't, that will may, may make you want to, want to buy it or not buy yeah. it. Yeah. And that's just kind of the way it is. So, And that's why it's important to identify the the different flavors throughout. Yeah. You know, it's you're going to get something different through the whole thing. And that's the thing. Flavors are very subjective, too, because, you know, if you're not a cinnamon person, you may not be getting cinnamon. You may get some kind of a wood or something in it as opposed yeah. to cinnamon. Um, so, I don't know. It's all fun. It's all it's all subjective anyway. Yeah. So I think we can wrap this one up. Wrap it up. So one uh, thing I wanted, I do want to say, yeah. we do have these new lighters in. If you guys are interested in getting some new lighters. They are Zippo style. Yeah, Zippo style with the butane insert. Um, dual jet, and they're only twelve bucks, so they're yeah. actually a really great price too. It's a great pocket lighter. That's a great car lighter. That's yeah, a yeah. great uh, dressing up. And I would like to carry a lighter, but I, it, you know, I'm looking <laughs> for something lighter. And a fidget, <laughs> <laughs> and a fidget tool yeah. too. So it is a great fidget, fidget tool. tool so. You can't yeah. light your palm on fire with that one. No, yeah, so he's got them in uh, black, blue, and red. Yeah, so. yeah. And I, like I said, I haven't. We've only gotten them for about a week now, so I don't know how much how long they're gonna last but you know i think that they um so far i've been using mine for four or five days now and it's been working great so hopefully the quality on them is good and four or five days for rob is it was probably like 15 20 cigars more than that <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe maybe it's a lot you'll get it's your money's worth out of it i'm so. sure i think so but uh yeah you can find me on instagram at the whiskey pastor where can they find you both are visuals all right and you can find us uh final third cigar um, check out the podcast, and uh, everyone's been engaging. A, a lot of people have been engaging through the YouTube channel lately, yeah. too, which has been kind of fun, too. So um, thanks a lot for listening, and we will see you next week, and I'll smoke a cigar next week, too. Yeah, you will. All right. Cheers. Cheers.